The following is a production of the University of Minnesota, driven to discover. Executive Summary Language is not static. It flows like a river in response to the riverbank and the rocks that border and run beneath it. In the same way, glossaries are dynamic expressions of current language usage. Developmental education and learning assistance have changed dramatically in recent years, and so must also the language used to describe and define them. This glossary is useful for the wide field of educators involved with promoting student success. It provides precise language and definitions to use when communicating with peers and more effectively influencing administrators, legislators, and the media. Some of these glossary terms are emerging with frequent use while others are declining. This is why this glossary is not static and future editions will continue to reflect the language changes. Based on advice from some of the reviewers to make this glossary more accessible to readers, I reorganized it into different topical categories rather than a traditional alphabetical order. I hope this format will not only make it easier to locate a particular glossary term, but also discover related terms in the same category. The nine glossary categories are A. Teaching and learning process B. Anti-racism and racism C. Assessment D. Copyright and academic integrity E. Pedagogies for teaching and learning F. Program management G. Student-to-student learning H. Transitional courses and programs and I. Less acceptable glossary terms This third edition of the Glossary of Developmental Education and Learning Assistance Terms has dramatically changed since the last edition 14 years ago. For that reason, the name of this glossary has changed and reflects its use in the wider education community. These terms could be useful for educators working in learning assistance, learning centers, developmental-level courses, first-year experience courses and programs, orientation courses and programs, federally-funded TRIO and other equity programs, and instructors teaching first-year and subsequent courses in the general course curriculum. In recognition of the expanded scope of this glossary and broader utility for other members involved with post-secondary education, the glossary title has become more inclusive. Essential Glossary for Increasing Post-Secondary Student Success, Administrators, Faculty, Staff, and Policymakers. Introduction This glossary is a dynamic expression of the language used to describe our field of learning assistance and developmental education. Architect Lewis Sullivan, 1869, identified a fundamental principle of building design, stating, form ever follows function, page 409. Using Sullivan's architectural metaphor, this glossary is precise in describing the actions and approaches taken by professionals in our field to help students attain their success. Fuzzy language does not clearly communicate meaning and can be misunderstood by others. A variety of authors have stated that words make a difference. The words were chosen carefully for this glossary. Whether it be with institutional reports, publications, conference presentations, high-stake meetings with administrators, or conversations with colleagues, choosing specific words can improve understanding. This glossary is a tool for you to increase your influence and credibility with others as well as develop deeper understanding of of the intricacies of our profession. Major Expansion and Revision of the Third Glossary Edition As with the previous two glossary editions, 
revisions were numerous. Over half of the previous glossary terms were revised to increase clarity. A few terms were delete D, however, a few others were designated as deficit-based and less acceptable terms. The most noticeable change is the rearrangement of the glossary into nine categories based on the similarity of their topics. Sometimes the absence of some words can be as powerful a statement as the misuse of other words. This has been true for higher education in particular regarding issues of race and inclusive pedagogies. This edition of the glossary has expanded glossary terms in both of those areas. As editor, I made a conscious decision with this glossary to include more contributors and reviewers from diverse ethnic and racial backgrounds. For example, Colleagues of Color for Social Justice, CCSJ, contributed part of their anti-racism glossary for education and life, Pokerel, 2021, to include in our glossary. Most members of that group are educators of color who work in learning assistance and student services at the post-secondary education level. CCSJ has already published a number of publications that address important topics within the field of learning assistance that intersect with race and social justice. The growth of this glossary is based on its purpose as a useful resource for professionals working to increase post-secondary student success. Our glossary contributors, editors, and reviewers designed this document to be relevant for administrators, faculty, staff, and policymakers. In addition to being used by learning assistance professionals and those teaching courses to transition students from secondary to post-secondary education, the glossary is inclusive of colleagues in first-year experience courses and programs, federally funded TRIO and other equity programs, transitional courses and programs, and instructors teaching first-year and subsequent courses in the general course curriculum. Following is a brief overview of the nine categories within the glossary. To make it easier for readers to locate specific glossary terms, an outline of the terms is provided within each of these nine categories. The outline is located at the end of this introduction. 1. Teaching and Learning Process This is the largest of the categories with approximately one-third of the glossary terms. Many of these are revised versions of terms from an earlier edition of the glossary. These apply to nearly any approach for increasing student success in the classroom, grant programs, or student services. Check the other glossary categories for other relevant terms that apply to your work. 2. Anti-racism and racism. This overdue addition to the glossary comprises terms related to racism and anti-racism that impact classroom instruction, grant programs, and other student service activities. A short sample of included terms are anti-racism, microaggression, and privilege. The intersection of racism with learning assistance and developmental education has been long overlooked at the secondary and post-secondary levels. References are provided for other comprehensive glossaries on this topic. Teehee's terms underlie the need for new learning pedagogies described elsewhere in the glossary to deal with structural racism in the classroom, student services, and society. Most of these terms include personal examples of racism experienced by members of the CCSJ Writing Group who work in learning assistance and allied fields. 3. Assessment These glossary terms relate primarily to student and program assessment and will be useful for instructors and program directors. It is an expansion of the terms from the previous glossary edition. 
Examples of some terms in this category include causation and correlation, criterion, and formative evaluation. Some related terms are in the program management category. 4. Copyright and academic integrity. This is a new category of glossary terms related to integrity when using documents and media created by others. Examples of several terms added include copyright infringement, Creative Commons licenses, intellectual property use copyright, and open access. Technologies such as text scanners, photocopiers, printers, and downloadable files from the internet have made it easier to make mistakes with the use of copyrighted instructional materials for use in the classroom and placement on the internet for use by others. 5. Pedagogies for teaching and learning. This is a new category of glossary terms related to classroom instruction and learning spaces elsewhere in student services. A sample of these new terms include critical literacy, critical pedagogy, culturally relevant pedagogy, and multicultural developmental education. Many culturally sensitive pedagogies intersect with an understanding of racism in education and the need for anti-racist approaches. Like other glossary entries, Citations to the professional literature accompany them to provide a guide to readings that could guide professional development and application in the classroom or student service area. 6. Program Management This contains an expanded group of glossary terms from the previous glossary edition. Some examples are accreditation, certification, and ethical standards. These terms would be especially useful for program directors. Be sure to consult the assessment category for terms applicable to your work. 7. Student-to-Student -student Learning This is an expanded category of terms related to organized or informal approaches that occur during class sessions or afterward to support higher student learning outcomes. A few examples of these terms include course-based learning assistance, embedded academic support, learning assistant model, peer educator, and supplemental instruction. If the activity is embedded within the course session, these activities could also be included in the Transitional Courses and Programs Glossary category. 8. Transitional Courses and Programs This is a new category that describes approaches for offering curricula to transition students from secondary to post-secondary education. Some examples of these terms include acceleration through curricular redesign, co-requisite paired course, emporium-style model, and guided pathways. Some terms from the student-to-student -student learning category could also be included if they are embedded into the curriculum. 9. Less acceptable terms. A new addition to this glossary was the identification of deficit and less acceptable language to describe students and inaccurate terms based on emerging scholarship. Several examples in this category of deficit and less acceptable language include academically underprepared student, developmental student, and majority or minority student. This glossary does not judge the authors or educators using those older terms. Some of the educators involved with this glossary edition have previously employed such terms, including the editor. Popular and professional literature are filled with those older phrases. However, we move forward with recommended language that is more accurate, affirms student capabilities, and avoids offense to others. American Psychological Association Influence on Language The American Psychological Association, APA, 2020, 
is influential in improving communication in professional journals and providing guidance in conversations with colleagues and the students we serve. Chapter 5 of the APA's Publication Manual, Bias-Free Language Guidelines, APA, 2020, informed glossary terms in this edition. The APA provides additional guidance through their website, www.apastyle.org. Readers of this glossary are highly encouraged to read these APA documents. The glossary editor and contributors sought to avoid binary language when possible. There was considerable discussion among members of the glossary review team concerning this issue. Because of this discussion, we include glossary terms designated less acceptable since reality is often not an either slash or judgment. Labeling coupled with binary language can be debilitating, stigma-inducing, and simply inaccurate for the person. Because some binary terms have been widely used in the past and included in some current professional literature, we retain these older terms in this glossary version but designate them less acceptable. By the next edition of this glossary, there will be consensus about the disposition of those terms with some or all of them placed into a new category with the label of avoid usage. History of the Glossary of Essential Terms The first major glossary of terms essential to learning assistance and developmental education professionals was created by a task force of the College Reading and Learning Association led by Mary Rubin, Rubin, 1991. That first glossary proved helpful to users of the first edition of the NAID Self-Evaluation Guides edited by Susan Clark Thayer, 1995. A few new terms were added to the first edition of the glossary related to assessment and program evaluation, and the slightly revised glossary appeared in the first edition of the NAID guides. The glossary prompted conference presentations, hallway conversations, and several publications. Based on the glossary's first edition, Rubin, 1991, subsequent conference presentations, and conversations among colleagues in our field, Arendale, 2005, explored the politics of the language used for the field by those who practice within it and power brokers in government. The next edition of the glossary was published in 2007 by a writing team of 24, Arendale et al. Nearly 70% of the original items from the first edition were revised. Five terms were deleted due to becoming obsolete and 60 were added. This glossary version was explicit about avoiding labeling of students due to their needs for supplemental learning assistance and enrollment in developmental-level courses. The glossary sought to draw attention to the misuse of language by interchangeable use of terms that were clearly different from one another such as remedial and developmental. Confusion in the public dialogue is confounded by out-of-date language usage by the U.S. government. This glossary edition influenced many related publications. Paulson and Armstrong's 2010 article on post-secondary literacy is informative on the issue of terminology for the profession and labeling of students. Some minor edits were made with this second edition of the glossary when it was published in the NAID Self-Evaluation Guides edited by Susan Clark Thayer and Lisa Putnam Cole, 2009. Process used for revision of this glossary edition. The revision process for the third edition of the glossary began with the second edition of it, Arendale et al., 2007, which was based on the first edition, Rubin, 1991. The second step was for me as editor to recruit an expert panel of leaders in the field, 
1989, of Developmental Education, DE, and Learning Assistance, LA. Their names are listed in the acknowledgement section at the beginning of this document. These educators are qualified by serving in one or more of the following roles, learning assistance program managers, developmental level course instructors, conference presenters, officers at the state or national level for professional associations within our field, authors, and researchers for best education practices. My credentials for serving as editor and member of this team is provided in my bio sketch at the beginning of this document. A conscious decision was made by me to recruit a more ethnically and racially diverse group of voices. The third step was for the review panel to review the DELA and other relevant professional literature to compare what terms were in general use that were absent from the last edition of the glossary. The panelists also reviewed glossaries from various fields including reading, composition, and disabilities to nominate terms that were essential for DELA and student success programs without attempting to duplicate all the entries from those fields. The decision of which terms to include was a difficult one. As editor, I made the final decision based on recommendations from the review panel. The fourth step was for the panel to develop a consensus about additions, deletions, and revisions. This process took several years to complete. In addition to the work by these panel members, the fifth step was for me in my role as editor to create a draft version of the glossary and circulate it among leaders of the professional associations that serve the field, editors of journals associated with the field, and widely published authors in the field. An open invitation for practitioners was also extended through messages posted to a national email listserv. This review process also took several years. The final step in the editorial process was to consider feedback from these groups and leaders in the field for the creation of the final version of the glossary. It was a long process with multiple draft versions of the revised glossary generated over several years. With this glossary, the reviewers had numerous opportunities to review the different draft versions of the glossary, including this final version and advocate for revisions. This has been a collaborative work with the team. There will be a new edition in a few years. If you would like to join the next team of contributors and reviewers, let me know. Arendale at um.edu Closing Thoughts Words are powerful, and their obvious and nuanced meanings play out in public arenas with an impact on private lives. We see evidence daily of how words are used and misused in personal conversations and national debates. The language used in policies, legislation, media, social media, public debates, and private conversations often protects the enfranchised and privileged. To reverse these systems of power and privilege, this glossary has nearly doubled in size with the third edition in recognition of the important words and definitions related to student success. It seeks to create common ground for productive discussions at education institutions, policy centers, state capitals, and the halls of Congress. We trust that in some small way we are contributing to a deeper understanding of the words and issues that confront education, society, and the future destinies of our students.